Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through the industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Jim Gitney. He's the author of Strategy Realize the Business Hierarchy of Needs, and he's the founder and CEO of Group 50 Consulting and a board of advisor member for tenure. Welcome to the show, Jim. Uh, I'm glad to be here, AJ. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure to have you. And especially, you know, we have got lots of listeners and viewers in India who'd be interested, who are in businesses and small businesses, startups, big businesses, and who'd like to understand more about the business hierarchy of needs. And that is what we'll be talking about, applying the business hierarchy of needs with Jim Gitney. So first, Straightway uh, from you, Jim, you are an expert. You guide a lot of companies. You have been at top positions through through your career. What exactly is this business hierarchy of needs? So, AJ, yeah, over the last 45 years, I've been involved with well over 200 companies. In the first portion, first 30 years of my career or so, with companies like General Electric and Black and & Decker and Sunbeam and Rainbird. And 18 years ago, I started my consulting firm, Group 50. And what I've noticed over those, 18, over those 45 years of designing and implementing strategy is that, well, a, a, an initial attempt was made to create a business strategy and to identify the things that needed to be done there was always a lack of, of integration and strategy wasn't approached in a holistic fashion and, and did not engage everybody. And as you went further down into the organization, people weren't aligned. They didn't agree to the things they needed to do. And in many cases, didn't even know about it. And so strategy over the, over my 45 year career, I've noticed is really the domain of senior leadership. And so what I have found, well, the reason we created the business hierarchy of needs was in order to be able to help businesses understand how to create a strategy, involve as many people as possible, ideally the entire organization, and to clearly articulate to everybody what their role is in helping the business realize their strategy. Now, there are a few new things here uh, in the business hierarchy of needs. And one of them is a concept called the most important goal. So AJ, having been involved in business like I have, you probably know that you know most experts will tell you that you have to have three to five business strategies and groups of people involved in the implementation of them. In the work that we do with our clients, we start with one and only one most important goal. And because we start with one most important goal, it might be double business, double the size of the business. It might be increased profits. It might be exit the business. It might be any number of other things, depending on the type of business it's in. And in the case of, the, of a university, it might be get more students. Or in the case of a not-for-profit, it might be 
provide you know, a higher percentage of our donations in value-added services. We start with one goal and only one, and then break it down into all of its fundamental elements and the required activities inside the business. That's what we call the business hierarchy of needs. Okay, okay. From a layman's perspective, Jim, uh, should we understand that the way businesses have been run or the way strategies have been made by companies for their vision or to meet their, uh, their profit uh, targets, is it that they are not good enough and that business hierarchy of needs would lead to perfection? How is it? How, where is that mismatch? Where are, because a lot of these people, the CEOs, you have also been a CEO, 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 executive chairman, board member. You have seen everything from close quarters. You know so many of these top management people. So is it that they lack somewhere in terms of thinking or they don't have the right sort of advisors that they would need to read this book called The Business Hierarchy of Needs, Strategy Realized? Where is it that this book comes in? Where is that gap that this book will is aiming to fulfill? Why did you write this book at all? Well, I, I, wrote, the, I wrote the book because I've seen this, what I call a lack of alignment inside organizations on what needs to be done in order to achieve a strategy. And, you know, surveys have indicated that 60% of CEOs believe that they don't do a good job at implementing strategy. Now, notice I said implementing strategy, not creating strategy. Let's stop there for a second. Implementing strategy. Right. And the issue with implementing strategy is... I have to have, I have to have everybody in my, if I'm the CEO, I have to have everybody in my organization rowing in the same direction. I have to make sure that they understand what their role is in implementing strategy. So the business hierarchy of needs consists of 29 elements. And inside the book, I say, hey, you know, 29 elements of things that you need to do sounds overwhelming. But the interesting thing, AJ, is that every business already does these 29 elements. The difference is how well they do each one and how coordinated those activities are. So let's talk, let's talk about an example. And and, and the reason I and that's the reason I wrote the book, because I wanted to take this fluffy concept of developing strategy and implementing it and, and actually putting it into layman's terms so that everyone understands what this means. But let's talk about it for a second. Let's say I want to, my uh, most important goal is to double the size of my business. What do I need to do that? Uh, you know, I know I need new products and I know I need new customers. And I probably know I need higher price points and, and, and perhaps I, I need a better operational capabilities in order to meet the demand because my objective is to double the size of my business, right? 
There are a whole bunch of things, a whole bunch of things I need to consider because I might need new technology. I might need a new factory, for example. I might need new suppliers in India or China. And if developing and implementing those things aren't done in a coordinated fashion, what happens is I find a gap somewhere. I, I miss something. I don't do it. And so as a result, I'm disappointed in the in how I've executed my strategy and I'm disappointed with the result. And so what we've done, what I've done in the book is I've outlined each of the 29 elements and actually created a, a what's the equivalent of a cookbook recipe for taking a strategy, which is usually pretty well done and breaking it down into the set of activities I might have to do over the next three, four, five years uh, in order to realize that strategy and its incumbent most important goal. Right, Jim. Now, let me try and understand this better because when we talk of lack of alignment and lack of, you know, not, not being able to execute the strategy that has been made perhaps very well, why is it so? Is it is it a government bureaucratic system that is not working? How is it? People think that private organizations work very well because there is no sort of, you know, uh, problem. There is no bureaucracy involved there. No red tapeism that exists in so many parts of the world that can be in a government. But in a business where you have got everything so defined, where you have got roles defined, you see those uh, those job uh, job descriptions. Everything is on paper, and still, as if I understand, you say eighty percent of strategy implementations lead to marginal results, and we have been living with this. Means I'm I'm I'm. If you ask me, I'm a bit not. No, I will not use the word shocked, but I'm very very surprised by this. Help us understand this. Why is it that a private organization where CEOs and CEOs and all the top guys take so much of money and still it is not if they are not able to implement the strategies, if you call it, have been made so well. Just help us understand this and how will we ensure that we actually lead to implementing these strategies and, you know, well enough to actually achieve the vision that they plan out so well. Yeah, so AJ, that's that's a fabulous question, um, and I'll, and there's not a there is a simple answer to it. Uh, but before I get to that answer, let me share a thought with you. You suggested that you're shocked by the fact that strategy is not well implemented when we've done such a great job in creating job descriptions and you know creating technologies to help guide people in decision-making and created products. And we have complex websites and all those other kinds of things. This is the first book on implementing strategy that's been written post pandemic. All right. As you know, as you know, and I know, and all of our, all of your listeners know the world and the way we operate business is significantly different today. And just like you and I are talking, you're in New Delhi and I'm in Southern California, right? 
The only time we get together is through things like this. And so it's really important that we stay crystal clear on what our expectations are of each other. Because it's likely that you and I are never going to meet in person. It's likely that you and I are never going to, you know, have a chance to sit across from each other in an office and talk about what needs to be done tomorrow or what needs to be done next week. Large percentages of today's workforce are remote. So the, the business hierarchy of needs and the approach that we've taken here is, is designed so to address the new reality of today's workforce which means it's much more difficult to communicate to people what needs to be done on a day-to-day -day basis and on a strategic basis, because that has nothing to do with job descriptions. It has nothing to do with the customer that I'm dealing with today or the business process that doesn't work today that needs to be fixed. So in attempting to put together, in putting together the business strategy, realize the business hierarchy of needs, I talk about how making sure that if you're the CEO, AJ, and I'm a middle level manager, I understand what my role is in implementing, helping the company realize its most important goal and implement its strategy. I not only understand how, I not only understand what those are, but I understand my unique contribution to that. So let's try a few examples. Let's say our most important goal is to double the size of the company. And let's say I own a, I, I run a portfolio of products. And so it's very important that I understand what percentage of that growth is expected of the portfolio of products that I run, right? If I'm in operations and our goal is to double the size of the company, I need to understand what my role is. Do I need new distribution centers? Do I need new manufacturing capabilities? Do I need new uh, vendors? And it isn't only answering that question, do I need it? but how am I going to implement it? And do I agree, do I agree that I'm willing to be accountable to it? And then the last piece, AJ, is, is there a way for me to communicate to you, the CEO, how I'm doing relative to the commitments I've made to you and the company's most important goal and the company's strategy. So there's a, there are two examples where I've removed, where, where we've removed ourselves from your office, right? And and we may be well down inside the organization, but as individually, I understand what my role is. I'm aligned with it, and I agree to be accountable to it. And that's where, that's where the implementation of strategy breaks down because as we go further down into the organization, there's less knowledge about the most important goal. Most organizations don't even have one, but there's less knowledge about the company's strategy. And there certainly is a lack of agreement uh, inside the organization on what 
me as an individual needs to do to help the company realize its strategy. Right, right, Jim. Now, tell to help us understand, Jim. Is is it uh, the problem with implementation uh, just uh, say limited to some sectors or across all sectors? Because uh, there are some sectors which do not need big teams, smaller teams, and there uh, still that implementation can be done. Or is it is it more towards you know in 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 supply chain and all these logistics company where there is you know there are several layers of uh, engagement involved from different sets of employees and not just in one location but in several locations how does it work is this is this book only for for a specific sector so actually uh, aj you know my background is manufacturing and distribution and, and I even talk in the book about the supply chain. But if you sit and think about it, every business has a supply chain. Every business, including yours. Think about the masterclass for a second. You had to go, you have to find people to talk to. You have to prepare for that conversation. You have to set up the studio to make it work properly. You have to do the prepare for the action, this discussion, and then you need to take the results of the conversation and you need to put it out into onto YouTube and Apple podcasts, et cetera. All of those things are what I call the supply chain. You take raw inputs and you add value and you create a service or a product that you sell to your customers. So whether it's a podcast or it's a not-for-profit or it's a university, all of those organizations have long-term goals and strategies and have to design a set of activities that allow them to get there. The business hierarchy of needs is built for that process. So it's not specific to an industry or to a type of business. It even applies to government agencies. Yes, Jim, sorry, sorry, there is some technical glitch, but at least this is something, a glitch which I can own up to. It is not about implementation. It is about a technical glitch in the real sense. But it is good to be back and to talk about implementation of good strategies. So as I ask you, Jim, is that, uh, is it related only red, confined to some sectors, this particular implementation problem or is it across uh, most of the sectors that we know of today? How do you look at this? So, AJ, um, what I was explaining while you were taking care of your glitch, I'll try. I'll try and do it again here. Um, yes. 
every business, every sector has a supply chain. Now I happen to be a manufacturing distribution guy, so I know that really, really well, but let's, every business has a supply chain and, and people like to push back on that a little bit, but let's talk about your podcast, right? You have to go out, you have to find speakers and then you have to study on the subject and then you want to prepare some questions and then you have to set up the studio and then you have to uh, have this conversation like we're having right now. And then you have to do some work editing the live, the uh, recorded results. Then you do some marketing and you do some sales and you do some SEO and you find different platforms from which to offer your product. That's the perfect definition of a supply chain. Take inputs, add value, sell a product or offer a product or a service. Okay. Podcasting isn't in manufacturing. Uh, Not-for-profits aren't in manufacturing, but they have to do the same thing. They need to try and figure out where to get donors and money or goods. They need to add value to it. Then they need to find constituents that they offer that value to. So whether it's a government agency or it's a university or it's manufacturing and distribution or it's pharmaceuticals, it doesn't matter. All entities, notice I said entities, all entities take raw inputs, do something with it. That requires people. It might require technology. It might be, require uh, raw goods, raw materials. Add, they need to add value and then they need to sell it. The business hierarchy of needs take walks all entity through the process that it needs to consider all the elements they need to consider in order for them to realize a specific end result. Right, right. Uh, let me ask you one more question on this. In Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there is that first meeting of security needs and then there is self-actualization. What about the business hierarchy of needs? Is there anything anywhere does the word self-actualization come in or is it just about, you know, the first part, meeting the security needs and here I would see maybe meeting the profits and the bottom ones. Yeah, so AJ, it, it's interesting because I don't mention Maslow's hierarchy of needs once in the book, right? But it follows a very similar pattern. So there are three, in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there's five levels. In a business hierarchy of needs, there's three. The very first one is the foundational need. And that's to properly plan and create a strong foundation from the business from which it can move forward. <clears throat> what, excuse me, what are the elements inside of that? Well, typical mission, vision, values, something new we call leadership traits because companies don't do a good job of telling their leaders what they expect of them. And one of the things I talk about in the book that's very interesting is something called the use of technology. Most companies do not leverage the technology investments that they've made. And you, I'll even take it a step further 
where I talk in the book about the fact that companies should be organized around their technology, not create technology to support each organization. But that might be a topic for another masterclass. <clears throat> so create a strong foundational need that includes your most important goal and your business strategies. The next level is what I call knowledge and change management. I also call it the bridge between strategy and results. Because the one thing that hasn't changed over my 45 year career is I've got to have an organization structure and I have to have people who have the appropriate skills and who are aligned and accountable and who understand what that accountability means in terms of career path, in terms of skills, in terms of compensation. And that's where most companies get into trouble. They don't do a good enough job in planning level two in order to get what the ultimate level in Maslow would be self-actualization, which is what I call implementation, right? <clears throat> so if I don't have my strategies clearly articulated and I don't understand my gaps, the gaps in my organization, the gaps in my operation, the gaps in my technology that are going to prohibit me from moving toward my most important goal. If I don't do a good enough job of creating the preparing the organization, the people to do the things that need to be done, then implementation is marginalized. I, I, I don't get to that, that result that I'm hoping for. And the, level there's a, a, an actual end result which i call a, a culture of strategic execution and that's about everyone in the organization understanding what their role is what they need to do and being able to articulate that to anybody who asks right right Jim. so uh let us try and look at the situation as positively as possible but then even if we try to do that, that, okay, they read your book and some of the CEOs or some of the companies or founders or promoters, they read the book and they get that good sense out of, out of that. But then when the problem is as wide as that 80% of strategy implementations lead to marginal results, is it time that in 2023, post-pandemic, it is time to relook at the way we are doing uh, strategies, strategy setting is fine, but when the way we are trying to implement what we are aiming to achieve, how does that work? Because it will need to overhaul the whole business system. Are we ready for that? Uh, what, what, what will your book do? Is it going to just help some of the guys who want to make things better? But amidst this whole world of business, when things are you know, not so great in terms of implementation as the results. So what is it? What time are we uh, are we standing at? What is it where we are? So I've done this multiple times now. And what we find is that most companies, as I mentioned, do some of uh, all of the 29 elements of the business hierarchy of needs. And so the challenge isn't as big as you might think, because I already do all of these things to some level. 
The challenge is to integrate them all around one goal. And so where, when we talk with companies, when I talk with companies about implementing the business hierarchy of needs, what I talk to them about is let's start with that one most important goal. Let's take the strategies you have today and see if they really, really are, if they really are appropriate for your most important goal. And then let's start bringing in people from around the organization to talk about what they need to do in order to achieve that goal. You don't get to a culture of strategic execution overnight. It might take several years to do that. But I can, we can immediately start the process and immediately start seeing results, better results, by taking one thing and communicating it throughout the organization. And when we do strategic planning, we use something called where to play and how to win. And we make it that simple. Where are we going to play today? Well, that's what channels are we going to sell into? What customers are we going to sell to? How are we going to win? What are the things we need to do to make that happen? And I keep it that simple because that's easier to communicate throughout the organization. Because it doesn't matter whether I'm a CEO or I'm a truck driver. I understand where to play and how to win. Right? Because I've been doing that since I was a kid. Whether it's on the cricket field or the football field or wherever, right? I understand where to play, how to win, and I understand how to measure the result, measure the performance of the individuals. And so we, we know how to do all of these things. It isn't like I'm trying to teach you calculus. It's not that way at all. This is about making sure that people in the organization understand what their role is, making sure that the, the C-suite gives them the tools they need to make it happen. And then we have routine conversations about how it's going. It really is that simple. It's just that most companies don't approach it in a, a fashion that's coordinated enough. But what's even worse, AJ, is they get excited about these kinds of things and 6, 12, 18 months from now, they lose interest and go after the next new shiny object or the next new idea. And so as a result, they, they don't achieve, uh, they don't achieve the results that, that, that they're capable of. Right. Right, Jim. Uh, you are being very gracious. In fact, you are telling that these organizations out of the 29 uh, things that they need to do, they do most of them. But they, but they are not integrated. Now, let's look at the human body. All parts function, but they are not integrated. What will happen? So you need a brain to put everything into. Okay. In the organization, who is this brain? Who will put it together? Is it time for a Jim Gitney to come in? Is it time for Group M, Group 50 Consulting to come in? Is it time for a new era of consultants? 
who will just not be a part of that story, but will be a non-participatory observer. And from a distance, we'll be able to pinpoint what exactly is the problem with implementation and tell exactly that. Is that the new way of looking at businesses? Is it time for fractional CEOs, CMOs, and whatever? But is it time for an outsider to be like an insider and actually look at guiding the people like the brain? You know, it's, it's what an interesting question. And it's one that's probably worthy of a moment or two of thought. But I recognize that we're live and I don't have that luxury. The, the reality is, as consultants and advisors, we do those things as well right? And I, it's interesting. Just last week, I wrote a blog article uh, called Three Ways for Consultants and Advisors to Increase Their Revenues Using the Business Hierarchy of Needs. So if I understand what the most important goal is for my client or my customer, and I create a strategy to support that, the value add I make, the value add that I offer my client is significantly higher. Let me give you an example of the application of the business hierarchy of needs for a customer. So in a client that I'm working with, and it's one of the big bucks, one of the well-known retailers, the one of the largest in the world, um, this client manufactured product for them. And they were always struggling with getting product into their stores, right? So we sat back and we said, well, what, what is the most important goal of, the, of, of your customer? The most important goal of that customer is to obviously maximize the sales of the product my client manufactured. Got it. How do we do that? We put more into the store. Well, hang on for a second. They have e-commerce as well, right? And we have e-commerce. And so why don't we talk about how we maximize sales across all of their channels of distribution? Now, that conversation becomes a little more complex because I not only have to have product for their stores, I have to have products for their e-commerce sites. And for the customers who only shop via e-commerce, which means I have to have different products and I can have different price points and I have to have, there's lots of things that need to be considered. Here's what's cool. The conversation wasn't as complex as it sounds because they already had all of these products. They had just never coordinated them. They never integrated them into one approach to that customer. They not only kept the business, but they significantly increased it. And what was interesting was the buyers came back to them and said, no one has ever presented us a fully integrated product program that was optimized for not only e-commerce, but also for our stores. And so we can even apply the business hierarchy of needs to the uh to customers that our clients work with, as well as our as our clients can apply the business hierarchy of needs to their own business, if that makes sense. And so 
you know, is it time for a new, your, your question was, is it time for a new type of consultant or a new approach? The answer is, it's time for people to start thinking about an integrated approach to what's always been a complex problem. And so I don't think it's so, and, and the reason that I don't think it's time for a new consultant, I think it might be time for consultants to start thinking differently about how they do their work. And, and, and the business hierarchy of needs gives them a tool to do that, to reframe the questions and, the, and, and reframe their recommendations, right? Is it time for a new type of CEO? You asked about fractional uh, CEOs and that type of thing. That's all part of the needs of a business based on where it is in its life cycle, right? But I certainly would love to have, if, I, if I'm a business hierarchy of needs user in my company, I certainly need to make sure that if I bring in a fractional CMO or a fractional CFO, that they uh, that I spend the time, if they don't understand the business hierarchy of needs, that I spend the time onboarding them to what? My most important goal and the business strategies to support it. Notice every time we, and every question that you're asking, we're always coming back to the most important goal and it's supporting business strategies, right? That's the way we get alignment and agreement throughout the organization. Right, Jim, right. Be that as it may, how do people connect with you? Where do they get your book? Where do they buy it from? So that they can read it, learn from it and implement it as much as possible. And for people who actually want to go beyond that, they can connect with you, get help, get your help, also get associated with Group 50 Consulting. How do they do that? So there's several different ways, AJ, uh, and thank you for the opportunity to communicate that. Uh, group50.com, G-R-O-U-P-5-0.com is our website. And so there, our uh, contact information is there. Uh, as far as the book is concerned, strategyrealized.com is the website that supports the book. There are excerpts from the book in it. There are reviews from people who have read it. Uh, it launches on the 11th of January in the Kindle version and launches the hardcover in the 9th of February. And it'll be available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and you know, most of, including uh, an ebook on Apple Books. Uh, all that'll be available on the 11th of, or the 9th of uh, February. Right, Jim. Right. My last question to you, Jim, is that after 45 years trying to put things the best way that is possible, Having written this new book, founder of and CEO of Group 50 Consulting, your hands are full. You do so much of work. What is your vision now? And how do you plan to uh, implement that? That's, that means uh, how, what keeps you motivated? Just being by yourself and nothing else to guide you or guide you with. What guides you actually? So, AJ, I left corporate America in 2004 because I was frustrated by 
the politics and, and, and the corporation in general. I'm a do it guy. And so I started group 50 and every day when I wake up in the morning, I don't know what new and interesting problem I'm going to be confronted with or what new and interesting person like yourself I'm going to meet and have a conversation with. That's what motivates me. Now, I wrote the book because I've been talking about these things for many years. And as even this conversation has happened, it's not a simple subject. Right. And, and, and even as you mentioned, we've been doing business for thousands of years and we still don't implement strategy and realize its full value in the majority of instances. So lots of people smarter than me have not been able to figure it out either. So what motivates me is if I can get take the I took the 45 years of of experience, what I like to call scar tissue from doing things right and doing things wrong uh, and pull it together into a more simplified approach that anyone can run with. If I can, if that helps them in create and implement strategy more effectively, that's all the motivation I need. Now, in terms of, yeah, we're busy, but this concept is easily transferable to other consultants. And we're in the process of bringing on more resources who can take the business hierarchy of needs and run with it with their clients as well. Right, right. All I can say, Jim, is all the, all the best for your future endeavors. And may you continue to be the brain for a lot of implementation of strategies, especially where they are lacking. On this note, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live. Thank you so much, indeed. You're, you're welcome, AJ. It's been my pleasure. I'm honored. 